spoke last week. There's a big difference in chinuch between what chinuch means and uh, when I need to make house rules, when I need to make, uh, so to speak, a certain uh, way that things run, that everybody can exist functionally. There's nothing to do with chinuch. There's nothing to do with chinuch because the point of chinuch is direction, is, like we said, is guiding someone for the future. And therefore, I don't have to look what they're doing now. I have to look at how they, what they're going to be doing in the future and how that when they become an adult and they become responsible to keep their mitzvahs in their own rights, they're going to do a good job. Whereas when it comes to discipline, when it comes to trying to enforce a certain way of interaction, generally the parents' interest isn't what they're going to be like in 10 years' time. The parents' interest is right now. When I want my kid to get a better night. I don't care if he's going to go to sleep in 10 years' time. I want to, I'm worried about tonight. So that's a different thing, and we shouldn't confuse the two. We shouldn't confuse the two because they, the principle works differently. And since it's the same person who, on the one hand, is the mechanic, and on the other hand, is also the, the, the disciplinarian, the one who right now wants to enforce the law and order, so be careful we don't confuse the role of the one with the other one. In other words, if there'd be kilo, two separate roles, one person would be in charge of... Um, we be in charge of the the rules of the house where we're at right now. One person would be much more in charge of the the, the concept of the chinuch for later. Okay, so there would be a clear distinction between the two. But since it's the same parents who are entrusted with both, so you made it has to be clear like what a person is doing as rules and what a person is doing as chinuch. And why is it important to have the difference? Like we said last time, this is the yisod, and that is for chinuch to be effective, and it has to be clear to the child you're doing it for him. If I be mechanic somebody for me, that's not going to work. And therefore the Hanukkah orders to be that it's clear that what everything which is being done is only for what's good for you. Whereas when it comes to rules in the house, that, that uh, we're doing what works for everybody. It doesn't have to be what works for you, necessarily. Uh, if uh, you want your children to go to bed, you want your children to clean up after themselves, you want your children to brush their teeth, whatever it's going to be. So uh, even if it's not, they don't understand why it's good for them particularly, and maybe even it's not, that's not the point. There has to be a system which works for everybody. And therefore, you can't confuse that with chinuch. So, what's the difference between the two? How do you keep them apart from each other? So, the first uh, basic nekudah, and that is, if a person wants to make rules, a person wants to make rules, so what I would say, the aleph base of making rules, that it doesn't affect chinuch, it doesn't affect chinuch, is, don't make rules you know for sure your kids aren't going to keep. It's basically training them not to listen to you. If I know my children are doing something, I say, okay, I'm telling you to stop. I'm telling you not to do it. I know they're not going to listen. Whatever the case might be. So then all I'm training them to do is, you don't have to listen. So even though it's the person's natural reaction, uh, kids are happy, they're jumping up and down the couches in the middle of a game, whatever it is. So, uh, right now you're going to stop. Now if I know my kids, they'll listen to me, okay. If I know for sure they're not, in the, in the way they are, in the wildness that's going on, it's not, it's not going to work. They're for sure not going to listen to me. If that's the case, even though a person's natural reaction, even though a person's natural reaction is to, is to uh, make a rule or whatever it is, and issue instructions, but um, as far as chinuch goes, it's not, it's not effective. You, you're training your kids that they don't have to listen. And uh, more than that, even what you want to achieve is not going to be effective because you know they're not going to. So what are you achieving? That's one of the times where, like I said, it needs a certain amount of 
Pesvakas, a certain amount of cycle to think what's the right thing to say or not to say. And it's really a Mishnah. And that is, just like the Mishnah says in Pergavos, don't try and to write this Chavarecha B'Sha'as Kaisoi, and that Menachem B'Sha'as Kaisoi, most people are fond of. You know, don't say something at a time where it's not going to be effective what you say. And the same thing I would add as a parent, don't give instructions when you know Merosh they're not going to get listened to. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't help you, it doesn't help your child, it doesn't help the, 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 the chinuch you're trying to give them. It doesn't work. If you're going to give instructions, it has to be at a time when at least you, you think that there's a chance they're going to listen. And then, then it's effective. But if you know Mirosh, that right now to start giving instructions is not going to work, it's not going to work, then so there's no point doing it. On the other hand, I want them to listen. I don't want them to destroy the cash. I don't want them to be wild. I don't want them to do something else. So that's the case. This is always the answer. Don't, remember, issuing an instruction means I have to go against what I want to do because someone else is telling me to do differently. And if that's the case, if I don't want to, I'm not in the mood, I'm too wild to, I'm too angry to, whatever the case might be, whatever other mid is playing. So it's very hard for me to accept I have to do something different to what I want to do because someone else wants me to do differently. Even for us as adults, that's difficult. We aren't maybe as ordered around as much as children are. But if a person's feeling a certain way, and now he feels, okay, now you, I'm, I want you to do this, go and do it now. Most people resist that. I don't, I don't want to do it now. I don't want you to tell me what to do either. Well, children also feel that way. Maybe they're less able to resist, but they definitely feel like that. And therefore, if that's the way we know that a child's feeling, or we know how he's going to feel if we tell him what to do, so then we're not achieving anything as far as Chinuch goes by issuing instructions. And therefore, what's the better option? But let me just, let, let me just, let me focus on this point for one or two more sentences just to give examples of what I mean. Right? I know it's a mashkech of yeshiva. Right? If you, go, you walk around and you see boys who are busy uh, schmoozing out uh, in the lunchroom during Seder. So you know they meant to be in Seder, they know they're meant to be in Seder. For you to come and say, oh, boys, I want you all to get up and go to the best marriage right now. It's not going to endear you to them. It's not what they want to do. It's definitely not a good chinuch tool. If they see you standing there and they realize, no, no, I suppose you better go to the best marriage. That's much better. But if you issue an instruction, I want you to go get up now and go to the best medrash, even if they feel because of authority they have to listen, uh, it's not, it's not a, an effective way of doing things. They're not going to resent it. And more than that, there's a good chance they won't listen, in which case you've achieved nothing. You just taught them that they don't have to listen to you. So, that, that's, so if I'm saying that by adults, for sure it's like that by children also. They're busy doing something. They don't want to be told to do differently. They don't want to have to change what they want to do because someone else is telling them to do something, something different. And therefore, it's, it's not an effective way of getting to do things. So what's the better option? I'm coming to the first, the practical part, then we'll come back to the chenach soon. The practical part is, I'm not giving instructions, I'm telling you consequences. And that is, you should know, if this is what you're going to do, then this is what's going to happen next. I'm not punishing you. I'm, just, I'm letting you know what's going to happen. So if I tell someone, if you're going to run around the house wildly, you're going to bang your head against the wall. Uh, I'm not doing it to you, I'm not punishing you, but you're going to hurt yourself. That's not going to die for you. Or, I, or, I can, or any other consequence, which is, if this is what you're doing, this is what's going to happen afterwards. Uh, you eat too much, you're going to get a stomachache. You don't brush your teeth, you're going, to have, you're, going to, you're going to have holes in your teeth. Anything that the child can relate to that, has nothing to do with me. I'm just telling you what, what, you're, what you're doing, this is what's going to happen. Now, this doesn't work for a two-year-old. Doesn't even work for a three-year-old. I agree with it. We'll talk about little kids later. A kid is old enough to understand what the consequence means. So they can say, listen, this is what's going to happen. Now, sometimes the consequence is obvious. You just need somebody who can see that what's going to happen next. 
sometimes I have to make the consequence. But if I'm going to make a consequence, it's also in the same context. And that is, I'm not coming to punish. This is what happens. For example, if I want my kids to clean up their toes, they don't want to clean up their toes. So, what's the consequence of not cleaning up your toes? So, again, there isn't a natural consequence necessarily. If, otherwise, the toes will be there tomorrow. I can play with them again. I can make a consequence. But as long as it's coming across as a consequence, that is a punishment. And that is, I wanted to wash the floor tonight. Now, if, if the toes on the floor, they're going to end up in the bin because I can't go to go crawling around the floor looking for all the little Lego pieces. So, it's a pity. You'll lose your toes. They're going to end up in the garbage. So, it's good if you clean them up because otherwise, when the floor gets washed, they're going to get thrown away. Now, again, if it comes across as that, that's the way it is, what can we do about it? So you better clean them up. So if it comes across as something which it's Kadai for him to do because he doesn't want to lose his toes. He doesn't want the pieces to get thrown away. Did I have to make that a consequence? No. If I could have just left them the way they are, nothing would have happened to them. But if I, if I want him to do something, then I can present a consequence. It's not a punishment. I didn't say, because you're not cleaning up, I'm, not going, to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to confiscate your toes. It's not a punishment. It's a consequence. That's what happens. Things on the floor get landed in the bed. Things on the floor get stood on and get broken. Uh, that's the way it is. No one ever looking with that guy. Things are going to get broken like that. You don't want to go to bed on time. Well, it's a pity because then you'll get up late tomorrow. So we don't have time to, have, to, to get ready for school, for khayr, or whatever it is properly. When things come across as consequences, the mile of that is when the child is, understands this is, this is for me. It's Kadai for me to do because otherwise I'm going to have the problem or whatever is next. And even if there's some kind of reward system, that's also a consequence. I'm not punishing you. If I have a reward system that anyone who goes to, be, to bed five days or five in a row, so that I buy them something for Shabbos. Let's say that would be the, the rule. And now I'm saying that's a system. You don't want to go to bed. Okay, so then you, you choose them if you don't want, the, you don't want the reward. But it's not, it's not a, a factor of I'm punishing you. This is the, this is the way it works. This is the way it works. And uh, that's a natural consequence of what you do. And that achieves two things. Number one, if a child is old enough to understand consequence, so you, they don't, it doesn't come across as it's what the parent wants me to do. It comes across as it's, it's could die for me. Because I don't want to lose out whatever I'm going to lose out by not, by not doing what I'm meant to do. Number one. Number two, it doesn't put the parents in the role of having to you know, issue instructions the child listens to. This is what's going to happen, and then you can decide yourself what you want to do. Now, obviously, to make it work, it's three things. One is the child's old enough to understand cause and effect. Old enough to understand cause and effect. Which means, I understand that the one thing leads to the other. A child is too young, doesn't understand that what I did here is going to have that result. At that age, they're too young. There's nothing to talk about. Because they can't understand how what they did is going to cause the effect later on. So then, that, that, that basically, the child at that stage is, is too young to discipline him even. He doesn't even understand that, uh, that what a person does has an effect. So what I have to do then? Again, even we'll talk about the children in a moment. Again, the age is not going to be given instructions. The child is too long, young to understand the consequence. He's probably too young to, uh, to really accept uh, someone else's instructions either. And now, yeah. What about a category where where it would never benefit the kid. Let's say, like, dirtying the couch. So, like, they don't, they don't have anything to lose by dirtying the couch. Like, it's not their toys. That, like no, we'll talk about it. So that's the first, that's the first, uh, the first uh, rule, is that a child has to be old enough to understand cause and effect. Now, it's often a question. You have two little kids, and the one hurts the other one. You know, one of the age was learning how to bite, so the, the one kid bites the other kid. So I'm going to tell him, don't bite. He's angry. He's out and took his toy away. Whatever it's going to be. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a stage which kids have to overcome. 
but what again? It's not a chinuch issue. Most adults don't bite each other. They get there on their own, right? But uh, so what is it? It's, uh, so how am I going to train him? It has to be a certain consequence. But in order to have that consequence, it has to be understood, cause and effect. That because I bet, this is what happens. Whatever, whatever it's going to be, it has to be understood that the, the one follows the other one. Otherwise, the kid doesn't have any idea why, he, why he's not getting what he wants later. He doesn't connect it to what he did before. So there has to be a certain age that the child understands that the one's a consequence to the other one. We don't want to. We don't want that to be the effect. It's the last case result because then the, the child sees it as you punishing me. A consequence is much better because it's seen as you're doing this to yourself. I didn't do anything to you. You did it to yourself. And this is the result. It's like I said, if a kid's jumping around wildly, I said, don't do that, you're going to bang your head. So if he does do that, that doesn't come across as, I hurt you, you hurt yourself. I told you not to do it, that's what happens. Right? So if any consequence falls into that same category of, you're doing this to yourself, it's always better. But then the second rule is, that somehow the consequence has to fit the crime. If they have absolutely nothing to do with each other, so then it's very hard to see why the one brings the other one. In other words, if you tell your kid, you know, if you're going to uh, cut her on the table, I'm gonna, then the consequence is that all your toys land up in the garbage. What's I going to do with it? What's wrong with the other one? It's, it doesn't have a, there's no connection between the two things. So it's very, that looks like just like punishment. It doesn't, it's not a consequence. Well, why, why, why should this affect that? And therefore, if a person's going to make a consequence, it has to be a consequence which makes sense. There's some kind of connection between the two things. This, this, this action causes this result. Now, once again, I can, I can make that consequence. Uh, I can make the system how it's going to work as long as it's something which is logical that the one will bring to the other one even if it's going to be I've used it a lot of times a question of my time which means if I'm going to have to spend more time cleaning up after you because you're making a mess I won't have time to, do, to play a game with you later that's the worst, worst thing I have to do playing games it's a question of my time I don't have time for everything so if you clean up and I have the, the time to spend with you playing a game with you good or make me the food you like, that's good. And if I don't, because I have to clean up, so then that's taking up all my time. I won't have time to do other things for you. So that's, that's a very good consequence. And so I'm punishing you. I'm, I'm willing to spend half an hour with you right now. Would you like me to spend the time cleaning the toys that you throw over the floor, or cleaning the stains you made on the couch, or whatever else it is? Would you rather spend the time making me a pancake, or playing, reading you a book? And then it's a clear consequence. I'm not punishing you. I'm, I'm, it's, it's an investment of how much time I have, and it's up to you how you want me to spend it. Again, a child is old enough to understand cause and effect, can understand consequences like that too. Or if there's going to be some kind of a charge for good behavior, a, war, a prize for doing well in something, so then again, it's a consequence that I can, I can fashion because I know what I want the child to do. For him, it's a question of if he does it, he gets a star, he gets a stick, or whatever it's going to be. If he does enough times to get the prize, he doesn't do it. So then he doesn't get suppressed. That, that's a very... No. It wasn't a punishment. It was a, it's a dire consequence. If you do this, you get a sticker every day. If you get five stickers, you get a price. Uh, this is a very, very common thing that everybody uses because it, it, it achieves these two things. Number one, it's not... I have to tell him the whole time, do, don't, do, do, don't. Do. We've already set up the system, Merosh. That the, what you need to do to get the price, that's what you need to do. And number two, it doesn't come across that I'm taking something away from him. Well, we can decide. Did you do it? Didn't you do it? If you didn't do it, you don't, you don't deserve the price. Just a, a word of advice on that. And that is, uh, in order to get into endless, uh, to prevent getting into endless disagreements or negotiations or, or lack of clarity, if you're going to set up a system like that, which most people do at some stage, right, it should be very, very clear what the rules are. 
In other words, if uh, you're going to give someone a, 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 a star every time that they don't hurt their brother or sister, what is every time? Is it once a minute, once a day, once an hour? Right? Instead of the whole day I didn't hurt him, just one time at the, at the end of the day. So it's not fair, the whole day I was good. If I don't get my star, like, uh, well, you have to put, give, give very good parameters for how this works. Right? Or saying, I'm getting, you're getting a star for being well behaved. What does that mean? Right? Anything which is too open ended, anything which isn't exactly clear what the rules of how it works are, so you're not, not going to get anywhere because it's not clear exactly what, what's considered breaking the rules. And that's what we say about everything. If you want to make such a, such a consequence, the, the more absolutely clear the consequence is, and absolutely clear what's expected, the easier it is to work with the system. It's like saying if you employ somebody, say, I'm employing you to do a good job. When have I done a good job? When am I going to get paid? When you do a good job, what does that mean? If you say, I'm employing you to, 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 to record a share for me, I'm recording you to fix the chair, I'm recording you to paint the house. That's something which is very clear. And I can say, when I've done the job, then I can see when I've done it. But if it's something which is just open-ended, uh, I'm employing you to be a master. What does that mean? How am I meant to do it? What am I meant to do? How much am I meant to do? We understand ourselves as, as an adult. We, we can't work with something which we don't understand exactly what's expected of us. The same thing applies to a child. If, you, if, you're going to, if you're going to make a system of consequences, then it has to be very clear what constitutes fulfilling the requirement or breaking the requirement. Just the idea of general things of having good medicine, or being a good boy or anything like that is meaningless. It's as good as not doing it. Otherwise, you never know what, exactly when I've done it, when I haven't done it, what counts as doing it. Okay, so that's, a, that's the second point. I can, I, can, I can create the system of consequences myself in a way where the child understands it and in a way where it's clear that the one connects to the other one. That the one is... The, the, they have a shankas with each other. Otherwise, there's no, there's no value to it. The last point. The last point. And that is, like, like everybody, Shalatulanta says this rule, it applies to everybody in a different way. And that is that if you're going to offer a reward for something, it has to be worthwhile. It has to be worthwhile. If it's not worthwhile, then there's no point. Uh, why should I do it? I'm, uh, I don't gain so much by doing it. I'd rather not do it. If I'm going to offer a deterrent, then the deterrent has to be something which is something I'm scared of. I don't want it to happen to me. If I don't care about it, so okay, what's the big deal? So for example, if the law was that anybody caught speeding, I guess a traffic fine has to pay two shekels. People would speed. Big deal, you'll catch me. Take two shekels, I don't care. There has to be something which is a sufficient deterrent that I don't want to get caught. To pay 500 shekels is a lot of money, I don't want to pay that. If you're going to charge me two shekels every time I went to, uh, broke the traffic rules, there would be half carers. People don't care. It's not a deterrent. Um, same thing the other way around. If you want to give somebody a reward, and you're going to say the reward is, ah, I'll give you a shekel. So for somebody that means nothing to them, so why should I bother? It's not worth it. Don't keep the shekel. I don't need it. It has to be something which is a reward. Rabbi Shalosananda uses this principle. He takes it to a higher degree. And that is that, it's, that if you want to make a deterrent, so you can't just take into account what's important for a person. You have to take into account how much he would benefit from doing wrong. How much he would benefit from doing wrong. And then the, deter- the deterrent has to be more than that. Because otherwise, if a person makes a cheshpan, now, if, if, I, if I get away with it, I'll gain a fortune. If I get caught, no, no, I'll lose a little bit. So it's still worth trying. In other words, a person steals. A person steals. So wh- what's the risk he takes by stealing? What's going to happen if he gets caught? So the only way you're going to make an effective deterrent is that getting caught is going to be worse than whatever you stop. 
so then it's not worth stealing because however much I'm going to make by stealing, I'm going to lose much more by getting caught, which is what the Torah does. That's the Chachmah of Kefil. The Chachmah of Kefil is however much you're going to steal, you're going to pay double. And therefore, it doesn't make a difference. Otherwise, if it's a standard sentence, you steal, you get a month in jail. So it's not good day for me to, break, you know, to get into my neighbor's yard and steal his, 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 his bicycle because it's not worth a month in jail. But if I can break into his jewelry store and get away with a few million dollars, it's, it's worth the risk because that's the case. In comparison, the, 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 the risk isn't so bad. Terror is a much better system. There's no set, there's no set punishment for Gaza. Whatever you stole, you pay double. So now that's a good deterrent because however much I think I'm going to make, there's always the risk I'm going to have to pay double. In other words, the deterrent always has to match the crime. Otherwise, it's not a deterrent. If it's Kedai for me to do it, that's why those things where there's a strong Yeh Sahara, the Oynish is much more common. Because otherwise, if it would be a small Oynish, people would do it. If, the, 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 what they want to do would be worth the, worth the punishment. So you have to make the punishment so much stronger that it doesn't make it worth it anymore. And it's the same thing over here. The consequence has to be something where it's worth the person listening to you. If the consequence is not something which is worth so much, so then it doesn't really work as a consequence because what's the big deal? Now, again, you have to take into, take into consideration the mindset of a child. Let's say you have some kind of consequence which there is and you want your children to, to go to bed when you want them to go to bed. And if not, wherever the consequence is going to be. Naturally, they don't want to go to bed. They're busy playing and busy doing what they want to do. They don't want to have to listen to you. And if that's the case, what's the consequence? It has to be something which they, they, they would rather go to bed than have to deal with that. If it's not something which is that serious or nothing which makes such a big difference, okay, so then if you're presenting it as this is what's going to happen if you don't go to bed, uh, we'll deal with that. Uh, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that uh, the consequence of not going to bed is if you don't go to bed, you're going to be late for school. Great. That's another reason not to go to bed. Right? <laughs> for them, that doesn't speak to them. They'd much rather go to school late. Right? So to make that the consequence of not going to sleep, it's uh, you're giving them two advantages. It has to be the opposite. Right? Something which they don't want to do. Not something that they do want to do. Or something they don't care about. Okay, so that's, uh, that, that's uh, the, the, the concept of when a person wants to make, make, make a system which works. The idea isn't to come across as, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I'm making you do this, and I'm telling you to do that, and these are my rules, because the more a person does that, the more it makes it alienates the other person. Words, you're just forcing me to do all the things I don't want to do. And then... Again, because you're a parent and you're stronger, maybe your child will listen to you, but it doesn't put you in the, way, in the right frame of mind to be a mechanic. A mechanic is coming from the point of view, I want to do what's good for you. I'm trying to help you, I'm not doing this for me. The disciplinarian is much more, this is what I need and this is what I want for me. And therefore, we, we, we are allowed to want things to run a certain way. We are allowed to want our children to behave a certain way. But the way to bring them there isn't from what we forcing them to take on rules. The way to bring them there is... To, to, that they can understand that there's a way things work and if it doesn't work then they're not going to get what they want. What's a natural consequence of going to sleep? Sorry? What's a, what would be a natural consequence of going to sleep? Of going to sleep or not going to sleep? Not going to sleep. Not going to sleep. Not going to sleep. Oh, so the first one is uh, again if you uh, we'll come to one more thing first and then we'll finish there and that is one last point. If you're going to use a system of consequences, which most people do, that's the effective way to, to, to run a functional house, and that there's uh, children do what they want to uh, follow the system that it's meant to be, the most important thing is you have to follow through on it. Which means once you make a consequence, it has to happen. Otherwise, if there's no credibility, then it doesn't exist. Right? It's like uh, 
Because if the consequence is a natural consequence, then you don't have to get involved. It'll happen by itself. But if you're making the consequence, it has to happen. If it doesn't happen, then it doesn't work. So if you're going to threaten, if you don't do this, then that's what's going to happen. And it doesn't happen, so then the whole thing falls apart. So that's why you have to choose the consequence as well. Because that's be something that you're willing to implement if necessary. You're willing to put into effect if necessary. And if, it's, and if that's the case, it's a good consequence. Now, what would be a good consequence of not going to sleep? So if you're willing to implement it, let's say when your kids get up in the morning, you normally make them breakfast before they go to school. Make them breakfast before they go to school. And you tell your kid, if you go to bed late, you're going to wake up late. You won't have a chance to eat before you go to school. You're going to miss a cup of chocolate milk or whatever he eats in the morning. Now, if you're prepared to implement it, that could be a good consequence. Because I'm not going to let you go to school late. You're going to school on time. If you go to bed today, you won't have time to eat before you go to school. If I'm prepared to implement the consequence, okay, it might work. If I'm not prepared to implement it, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to let my kid go to school hungry, then that's not the right consequence. Think of something else. And see, they'll be up on time so then the answer is the next day you don't wake them up early you wake them up later and they're going then they're late and then everything's about a guy they don't, they don't get the chocolate milk whatever they wanted sorry what about waking up late what about if you wake up late that's not really up to them little kids you can't expect them to wake up by themselves you can use, you can use it for your shiver you can use it for kids No, no, so the concept is going to be, I'm going to wake you up 10 minutes before the bell. So you can either go to school with a dick, or you're going to be running there half and a half dressed and half not dressed because you're not going to, I'm, not letting, I'm not going to let you miss school. You have to work backwards. You can't, the concept can't be what they want. It has to go backwards. And that is, if you're not going to be on time, so then you're going to go to school not ready for school. You, have to, you won't have your homework done, you won't have your papers in order. Yeah, you have to teach you the teacher deal with them. But it's, uh, the, the, the consequence has to, be, has to be clear. But then again, it has to be something I'm willing to follow up on. You don't follow up on the consequence, it falls apart. The next point that is it can't be too far in the future otherwise it loses all connection to reality a lot of people make this mistake they think that Shabbos is the time to pay back for all the mistakes of the week but it's way too far in the future whether you're trying to get your kid to go to sleep on Sunday night and, and the threat is that if he doesn't go to sleep he's not going to get asked him on Shabbos it's, but then he's forgotten about it it doesn't work besides which it's time as the October, never make Shabbos uh, negotiable Whatever, whatever's a mitzvah of covered Shabbos, that shouldn't be what the child loses for doing something wrong. That's, we're going to get to when we talk about the chinuch of Shabbos. Shabbos is meant to be something which is the matter from punishment. Shabbos is meant to be something which is meant to enjoy. A person is meant to enjoy whether they're good or they're bad. It doesn't make a difference. We don't take Shabbos away from somebody. You see this in the Torah. Other Marishan, he was an Arab Shabbos. Hashem waited to punish him for Matzah Shabbos. It's a yisoid. We don't take away Shabbos. And therefore, the takeaway, you're going to lose your Shabbos treat, you're going to lose your Shabbos for whatever it is, we don't do that. Shabbos is Shabbos, he's good, he's bad, doesn't make a difference. A child deserves Shabbos, that's important. But uh, whatever the concept is going to be, it can't be too far away. If you, that, otherwise, it loses its effectiveness. The effectiveness is, as soon as possible, there's an immediate consequence to it. Now, the, the matter you have here is that your children aren't yet lamdani. So they don't, they don't come to argue with you that that doesn't have to be the consequence. No. No, it doesn't have to be that because of this or that. If it's presented, this is what's going to happen. Okay, so then it's accepted. This is the system. You have to work not work with it. Children fight with each other. <coughs> Children fight with each other. So there's a very easy consequence, and it's very simple. And that is, if I see you hurting another person, so I'm going to have to put you in a different room. That way you can't see them. You're not going to hurt them. Now, does it have to be like that? Well, you made the consequence, but you have to follow it through. And therefore, we're talking little children. 
who, for them it's a punishment to be put into a different room. Okay? It's a very clear consequence. Uh, I, I can't leave you by yourselves, you hurt us. I wanted to put you somewhere you can't hurt her. And then I'll put you in a different room where you can't hurt her or hurt him or whatever it is, and then it's much better that way. You stay there for a little bit until uh, you know, things calm down. It's a very clear consequence if a little children it works. Because it's, it's immediate, they understand the one, why the, what the connections between the one and the other one, and something that they don't want, so then it'll work. But then again, the main thing is the business, to follow through with it. And therefore it has to be consistent. And this is what, this is what happens, this is what always happens. Then it becomes a system that a person can understand. That's the issue I want to talk about today. The, the principle again, and that is, we want to reserve the parental authority to use it for chinuch. We don't want to make ourselves parent, uh, use our parental authority to become uh, no, taskmasters. They've been giving you rules, you have to listen to our rules, or whatever it is, because that just presents it in a way of, you have to do what we want as parents. And that might work to, to enforce discipline, but it's not going to work for chinuch. Why? It's very simple. When someone listens to somebody else because they have to, because the other person wants, that works as long as they have to listen. The second I don't have to listen, I don't. I was, because I was only doing this because you made me. I don't have to listen to you, I won't do it. And therefore, as soon as the child's old enough not to have to listen, which is the age you want him to be, that's the age you want him to start doing things on his own. The age of Chinuch, uh, when he's been by a mitzvah, or maybe just around about that time. So now if he's gotten used to doing things because I have to, because my father makes me, because he's going, we're going to get punished, so now that's exactly the time he's going to stop doing Because you can't force me to anymore. Either you want to know about it, or I'm not at home, or I'm too, I'm too big for you to punish, or whatever the case is going to be. Right? So we run 100% opposite of Chinuch. Making a system which the child has to listen now because he's a child means it's a guaranteed way the child will stop listening when he doesn't have to. That's like we said, if Chinuch is meant to be to train the adult who's going to listen to Hashem, we basically train the adult who's going to disobey us. It's exactly the opposite of what you want to do. We have to work on what we we're relying on Chinuch to do that is going to work with the ch- for the child what the child wants. Oh, we want to make a system that works now and that children have to listen to what we want because they don't. Okay, we're not going to come across as you have to listen to us. It's going to come across as this is what's Kadai for you. It's Kadai for you because the consequences of what you're going to do, otherwise, you know, something you don't want. And if that's the case, so then the child might not be happy by having to suffer for whatever, whatever, he's, whatever has gone wrong, but it's not going to be against the parents. What can we do? We, wonder, we didn't want this to happen to you. We didn't want you to go this. We wanted you to do the right thing and not have the consequence. We wanted you to do the right thing and get the price. We also upset that it didn't work out like that. And if that's the case, it's, it's, a, it's an effective way of dealing with things now, which doesn't become a conflict of interest. One last point. You're still going to talk about this in detail, but that, and that is, just like adults have different medicines, children have different medicines. And when you want someone to do something, you have to take the medicine into account too. Because the way a person's feeling very, very strongly impacts the way a person acts. When a person's in a bad mood, when a person's angry, when a person's uh, whatever it is, middles are active, the person's very different. And therefore, that also has to be taken into account when you deal with somebody. Now, consequences don't change. If a person's really angry, so he goes and bangs his head against the wall, it's going to hurt the same as if he did without that. Consequences is nothing to do with... Uh, it's not, I'm not, uh, the the Matthias is the same. Uh, that's what happens, that's what happens. Uh, unfortunately, that's the way the world runs. Uh, the fact that I'm in a bad mood doesn't mean that uh, the world's going to run differently. But if it's going to talk about what uh, uh, punishment, so then it's just normally making things ten times worse. If the kids are in a bad mood, so it does something wrong. So now you're punishing. So is this, is this, you know, you're making things worse. You, you, you just... Uh, not only does my teacher hate me, my friends hate me, you also hate me. Not only is this thing wrong, you also, you, you, you're adding to my service. 
Therefore, we don't want to be the ones to punish. It doesn't help. Other it has to be. We don't want to punish. We feel very bad for him. We'd much rather things would go all right for him. And, oh, what a pity! He, because he was so angry, he went and hurt himself. And we feel very sorry for him. That's why consequence is meant to work. It's understood. This is what happens. We're really sorry for you. We wish it wouldn't happen. But at least it doesn't come across that you're like you're adding to the side of the enemies. That you're also part of the my, of the of the way a person feels. That you're also part of my my service. Terrible. So that's a, so it's obviously that's a different examples of it. But at least in the principle, that's what we're talking about today. Okay. What did I do? Are we going to discuss it? Separately. Because that was the one that